morning, y'all. I'm Katie Gammon, and it's Tuesday, September 6th. On this date in 1901, President William McKinley was shot and mortally wounded in Buffalo, New York. He would die eight days later. His assassin, an anarchist named Leon Shawgosh, was executed the following month. And on this date in 1997, rocker Elton John recorded a special alternate version of one of his famous songs as a special tribute. Do you remember why? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's get your forecast from the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Tuesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Be on the lookout for one or two showers or storms this afternoon, but a lot of you are going to stay dry starting out this morning with temperatures in the 70s, climbing into the upper 80s at lunchtime at around 90 degrees this afternoon. So a little bit more sunshine for many of you than yesterday, a little lower chance of rain today, tomorrow, then the rain chance goes up. Looks like a decent shot at some showers and thunderstorms Thursday, Friday, and for the upcoming weekend as well. High temperatures will drop into the mid 80s starting on Friday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And let's check in on your morning headlines. A boat crash in Goose Creek has caused major damage to a pier at Joint Base Charleston Naval Weapons Station. Officials with the U.S. Coast Guard say a chemical oil tanker crashed into Wharf Bravo off of Red Bank Road around 5 yesterday afternoon, causing damage to that pier. They say there's no indication of leaks or damage to the boat at this point, but the investigation continues. Coast Guard crews say they're going to continue their inspection of that vessel this morning. When there's more light, no injuries are being reported. A man has been found dead on James Island after losing control of his boat and falling into the water. The U.S. Coast Guard found the 44-year-old near the James Island Yacht Club just before 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Multiple other agencies responded to the area last night after reports of a boat doing circles in the water. Investigators say the man was operating the boat. Live 5 was at the scene Sunday night as SCDNR and Charleston County crews searched for hours before pausing the effort until yesterday morning. The Charleston County Coroner's Office has not yet released the man's identity. People who live at the Palmilla Apartments in West Ashley say they still feel safe in their homes, even with recent violence. Yeah, police say on Saturday night, a 13-year-old was injured and taken to the hospital following a shooting in the area. As Anna Harris reports, there was another shooting at the complex just this past April. I spoke with a handful of people that say a lot of the violence tends to happen at the back of the complex and not where they live at the front. I spoke with one woman who says that her building was a few yards away from where the 13-year-old was shot. 
Margarita Soto Perez says she was home when the teen was shot. She says she heard two gunshots that she believes came from two different guns sometime after 10 o'clock p.m. Charleston police responded around 10:50. We have reached out to CPD for any updates on the case, but they say the investigation is ongoing and are still asking for the public's help. There is currently no information on what led up to the shooting or a possible suspect. Soto Perez says new management has taken over the complex in the last few weeks. I reached out to Palmilla Apartments to see what those exact plans are for the future of the complex, and I have not received a response yet. We will bring you the latest updates on the case and as soon as we hear more about the plans of this project. In the newsroom, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. Charleston police say they now believe a shooting that hurt five people was not a random act of violence. Officers responded to King Street and Morris Street in downtown Charleston early Sunday morning for reports of gunshots. Five adults were taken to the hospital. Police say none of the injuries are life-threatening. Officers arrested and charged two people with firearm violations, including a juvenile. Police are still investigating what led up to the shooting, and anyone with information should call Charleston police. Police in Columbia say they're looking for a man who disappeared from a Colleton County Medical Center vehicle last week. Now, police say 53-year-old Theodore Cooley left that vehicle without permission in West Columbia. He was last seen at the Truist Bank on Main Street, and authorities have not revealed any other information about the man or why he is being was being transported. The Anderson County Sheriff's Office is searching for a relative of the late Black Panther actor Chadwick Bozeman. Deputies say Tony Bozeman, the man who you'll see here on your screen, was last seen in the Bozeman Road area around 3.30 p.m. Sunday. According to officials, he suffers from dementia and type 2 diabetes. Bozeman was last seen wearing camo pants, a green shirt, black shoes, and a L.A. baseball cap. Tony Bozeman's family confirmed that he is the uncle of actor Chadwick Bozeman. Anyone who sees Bozeman is asked to call deputies at 864 2604440. Governor Henry McMaster will be visiting Charleston for what his campaign is calling a special announcement today. He's scheduled to visit the Woolburn Coval Company, an office furniture and supply store on Morrison Drive at 11 this morning. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett and representatives of the National Federation of Independent Business will also be in attendance. No details have been revealed about the announcement, but Governor McMaster is expected to speak. Democratic candidate for Governor Joe Cunningham will hold his next campaign campaign event Saturday, September 17th in Manning. South Carolina's Department of Health and Environmental Control is working to end the spread of monkeypox in the Palmetto State by expanding eligibility for the vaccine effective today. There are currently 115 cases of the monkeypox virus here in South Carolina. DHEC lists 26 cases in the low country. While that is considered a low number of cases, DHEC says they're working to end the spread entirely. As of today, eligibility is opened up to men who have sex with men, as well as those who identify as gay, bisexual, transgender, gender fluid, or non-binary. Any person receiving HIV PrEP treatment is also included. The state has received about 4,200 vials of the vaccine from the federal government, and so far, DHEC has given out about 1,100 doses.
There's more good news for those who will be able to take advantage of President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness. The South Carolina Department of Revenue says that student loan forgiveness is not subject to being taxed right here in our state. Now, on the opposite side of the story, student loan companies, service companies are being overwhelmed with refund requests. Despite the pandemic pause, many borrowers continue to make student loan payments and are wondering if they can get that money back. Well, the answer for many is yes. It's not clear just yet how much of the $1.6 trillion will be affected yet, but many borrowers should be able to get refunds of up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt. A Charleston County School District executive has announced that she plans to retire at the end of the month. Executive Director of Alternative Programs and Services Jennifer Coker notified the district that she plans to retire September 30th. The district did not provide any other details, but a statement confirms that her department would see a reorganization. Coker is in charge of student discipline at several schools that cater to students with special needs, which includes behavioral problems. The Ralph H. Johnson VA Medical Center recognizes the month of September as Veteran Suicide Prevention Month. Officials with the VA say they will be holding special events throughout the month. Our Lauren Quinlan joining us live with more on how they plan to keep veterans safe and support these families. Good morning. Good morning. The Medical Center Suicide Prevention Coordinator shared with me that veterans who receive care at the VA have reduced risks of suicide and they want to get more veterans in their door to receive care. Jen Ray with the Ralph H. Johnson VA Medical Center says it's important to know that suicide prevention is everyone's business. Ray says it is in fact preventable and there are many resources they offer for veterans, their families and friends. Preventative care is necessary to keep people from reaching the point of a crisis, and Ray says their online campaign is just one major resource they offer. That's a great place to really find um, information and resources available to veterans. We also have the crisis hotline at 988. Veterans should press one to be connected with the responder trained in military and veteran cultural issues, um, as well as mental and physical health resources here at the VA. Ray says a top priority is recognizing signs of a loved one who may be contemplating suicide and if so, offer to get them help. If someone's becoming more withdrawn or hopeless, if they're saying that they're having thoughts of suicide or if they're seeking out ways to harm themselves, um, if they're changing thoughts or behaviors or mood rapidly. Support groups and community are just a few other important aspects of preventative care, and the VA has multiple groups that you can join. If you're looking for more resources, just click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5News. A quick look at the birthday file. Comedian Joanne Worley is 86. Actress Swoozie Kurtz is 78. Comedian Jane Curtin is 75. Actor-comedian Jeff Foxworthy is 64. Actor-comedian Michael Winslow from the Police Academy movies is 64, and actress Idris Elba is 50. And it was on this date in 1997, Elton John recorded an alternate version of Candle in the Wind as a tribute to Princess Diana. He had performed that song at her funeral earlier that day. It's hard to believe that was 25 years ago today. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. 
be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.